0: If you want to grow on YouTube, you have to own it. You have to be willing to really anticipate what viewers want and give them that and do it consistently. Get ready for brilliant people, brilliant ideas, and a regular good time. This is Brilliant Thoughts with Success People editor, Tristan Almada. The show that thinks about how personalities, relationships, and communication shape business success. And now here he is, Tristan Amada.
1: In my search to bring you the absolute best, I came across someone that was referred to me by my book publisher. They said, hey, we've got this great book. You seem to be talking about social media all the time. And he just wrote this book for us a year ago, and it's doing amazing. It's one of the best-selling books we've ever had. And the guy's name you know he goes hold on i think i've got it right here he, he's mr beast's mentor i'm like who who is this guy so he goes his name's daryl eves and that's who i have with you today the book that he's got is called youtube formula the youtube formula check it out buy it and if you don't know daryl eves just just google him you'll find lots of amazing things that he's done. Not only has he created over 30 YouTube channels that each have over a million subscribers, subscribers—yeah, one million. He was also one of the masterminds behind the great commercial, I don't know if you remember it, but the Squatty Potty commercial. And So he's also a great storyteller, great content creator. He's a coach and he's also got something for us on channel forward slash success so you can take a look at that you can find daryl on every social media channel especially youtube we're going to be talking about just how he got to a million followers plus right the content that he creates how he creates it what about TikTok and building the right audience and, and paying attention to your audience and a lot of other little secrets that you're going to love get ready for this one you're going to hit rewind you're going to press pause probably and you're going to take a lot of notes let me know what you think and make sure you pick up this book because i've read it twice already welcome back to another episode of brilliant thoughts success magazine podcast today i've got daryl eves a lot of you are on social, specifically on YouTube, and you've probably seen his name. If not, you've got to pick up his book, The YouTube Formula. I read it twice. I've taken a ton of notes. Very happy to have Daryl Eves with us. How are you, friend?
0: Doing really good. Really good. I'm always excited to talk YouTube, so I hope we're talking YouTube. <laughs> Dude,
1: all YouTube. <laughs> there we go, Tristan. That's minutes. all I wanted. That's it. I mean, there's a reason... When, when the publisher sent me the book, he's like, you know, Tristan, you seem to talk a lot about social. I think, I think I've think i got this this book, and I'm like, okay, what is it? He's like, have you ever heard of this guy named Daryl Eves? I'm like, yeah, I've heard of him, because he he's got this great book. I'm like, he's got a book? I'm like, dude, please send it over. And looking at your background, if you're just listening to this, we've got a whole mess load of YouTube plaques. Dude, What what yeah. is up with that? Are those all real, or what is that?
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, So I'm obsessed with YouTube. And one of the things I like to do is really create things. I I think as entrepreneurs, I think we have to create and we got to do it a lot. And so YouTube gives me that outlet to like create things and build businesses out of them. And I basically started 34 ideas and translated those ideas into YouTube channels that now have over a million subscribers each. So 34 gold play buttons. And uh, I just love it. It's, there's just so much opportunity. It's so fun. It's it's once you crack the code, uh, i.e., the YouTube formula, um, you can actually build anything. And it's I, I just love it. I just love the business side and the creation side, and also, um, you know, really getting people to
1: respond to content. That's amazing, man. That's pretty cool. So I was reading through your book. By the way, when you read this, when you pick it up, because I highly suggest this book to everyone you will treat it like a manual. I literally go back and I'm like, Daryl said something, hold on page uh, (laughs) 140. And I'm like, I didn't expect that when I was reading it, by the way, until I started tabbing almost every other page. And I was like, this is insane. You, You literally give out. I felt like you gave out all your secrets on this book, man. Is that, was that the intention?
0: Um, so I'm a I'm a consumer of books. I read anywhere between sixty to eighty books a year, and I needed to give back. And so I, I received so many so much value over the years. I felt like I needed to hold nothing back on it. So I basically, you know, gave the full outline of really understanding YouTube uh, from a granular level, uh, from a corporation granular level, but also from the AI and algorithm level as well. And then two, I didn't want to outdate the book because there's always changes on YouTube. And so I I really talk about the foundation of what will always work on YouTube because it will uh, always be their biggest desire because their goal is basically to predict what the viewer wants to watch and then have them stay on the platform longer. And if you're accomplishing that, uh, you actually have cracked the YouTube code, which is the formula, and that will lead to growth. And I can tell you, um, this is, really surprising, but in the book, I talk about uh, my journey and I used to fight against Matt Cutts. He's the anti-spams are to get webs- websites ranked on Google. And the moment that I decided not to try to hack something and really look at the mission of what Google was trying to do, where uh, that's where I kind of cracked the code. And so it's just aligning yourself with what they want to do. And that's an easier way than trying some hack that works for five minutes and so, um, when when YouTube uh, started to really hone in on the viewer, uh, they went from a view based metric uh, to an audience based metric. As soon as they did that, that's when the YouTube formula uh, uh, really blossomed. And I'll be honest with you, I've generated eighty seven, almost eighty eight billion video views on YouTube. And a billion of them was just dumb luck. I'm not going to take any credit whatsoever for those billion views, but the rest, about 87 billion, has not been luck. It's been using the formula that I actually teach
1: in the book. Dude. All right. You mentioned something in between there audience based. Can you expand on that? What do you mean by audience based?
0: Yeah. So like I said, that YouTube's really familiar with uh, keeping people on the platform. So like when someone comes onto YouTube, they want to make them really happy and to get them happy. They need to find value in the videos, whether it's to inspire, to educate or to entertain. Uh, But there's it needs to be a value proposition. And the longer... Uh, people stay on the platform. The more that YouTube actually makes, in mo- money wise, right? So mm-hmm. it's in their best interest to serve up the videos that's going to connect with a viewer, um, have them feel like, hey, this is a really great piece of content, and want to watch more. And so if you're if you're able to crack the code on that, YouTube will go and look at the data and said, oh, this viewer liked these two videos, but they also like this other channel. There's more people like this. And this is where I love the AI. The AI is making a lot of decisions behind the scenes of seeing, oh, here's some patterns. And so they see a pattern of viewership and they put your video in front of the right audience. And so that's the whole goal of YouTube. And uh, for me, that's the the beauty of the formula. It's like once you crack uh, crack the code on who the viewer is um, and, and you really put some parameters on the type of content where they have vo- val- uh, value, and you get them to go deeper into your content, YouTube will go and find all the audience for you. You don't even have to worry about it because that's what the, mm-hmm. the algorithm is, is is meant to do. And the AI is trying to predict that. And that is the goal. So I know that that might be uh, really heavy for some of you that are listening to this right now. Um, you know, just say, oh man, they're so complicated, but it's simple. You know, basically you put out really good content that would appeal to a viewer. When those viewers have specific traits, whether it's demographics, psychographics, what they do online, what they do offline, all the things that kind of roll around that. And YouTube will recognize that and see, oh, here's this video is gonna take and, and respond really well with this type of viewer because mm-hmm. these types of viewer also like this other type of content that they also watch as well. And so it's doing a lot of data points that you don't necessarily see, but YouTube's able to connect the data. Um, and the biggest thing and this is probably the biggest mistake that entrepreneurs make and mm. also creators make, but they say, oh my view is this or my my target avatar that buys my product is X, Y or Z. And I I'm saying that um, when whenever you uh, tell YouTube what your audience is, um, it doesn't work out very well because uh, usually entrepreneurs want really big views and they're like, okay, I'm gonna buy all these ads. And I'm going to put my target audience in there and it's going to make me be successful. Oh, I've never seen it work ever in the history of YouTube. Never seen it work where you know the audience better than the algorithm uh, mm-hmm. or the AI. And um, and two, um, I ha- have a really great case study of someone that's been on YouTube for 13 years. And they uh, have tried everything uh, on YouTube and just were never growing. Um, and so they came a part of my mentoring program. And I told them never to buy ads never at all send it to their email or put it on socials, but let YouTube to do his thing. And the greatest thing about it is he was able to get over 200,000 subscribers and get well over six figures in payment from YouTube in less than four months. And it was like, when YouTube figures you out, they know how to find um, the right audience. And when the right audience engages, YouTube just kind of ac- accelerates that and really uh, gets that momentum
1: going. All right, on the entrepreneur side, because, I, and you hit on something there, and that's true, that entrepreneurs seem to want to hack everything. They're like, yep. you know what? How how can we just get to a million? Forget everything else, right? <laughs> I'm telling you because I did the same thing. I'm like, forget everything. How can I pay to get there, right? Yep, yep. You're telling me it's it's the opposite, saying, hey, focus on the content. Where, where does an entrepreneur start? Because I think at this point, people listening in know that YouTube and video is a very important piece of their business for their brand. Absolutely. Where would they start? Where would they start besides getting the book because you do go through this whole process. Right. But where do you think they start?
0: Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing is to realize you can't outsource it number one. And um and that's really really important that you can't just assign someone to be the content creator on YouTube. You actually have to own that. You actually need to understand The second thing is who's going to be watching this? And this, after you understand who's going to be watching it, what they're going to find valuable and why would they want to watch the full video? And if you can get down to those little teeny mechanics and, and you're doing it, consistently and consistently is the key then youtube is going to find the audience that engages with it now what we do is we like to jump the shark at times where we're like oh i know better than youtube and so i'm going to push my audience that bought for me over on this course or whatever they've been on my email list for 10 years or whatever and we're going to push them to youtube that's the worst thing you could do because what happens is you have this traffic coming into youtube and it's not the right type of traffic. <laughs> the, the YouTube's gonna look at the indicators. Okay. And I'm telling you, I've done this so many times and I've worked with brands, businesses, and creators that anytime that they feel like, oh, I can throw money at it or I can throw my resources at it, are missing the point. If you want to grow on YouTube, you have to own it. You have to be willing to really anticipate what viewers want mm-hmm. and give them that and do it consistently. And uh, my system that I teach is to plan, execute, analyze, and adjust. And the analyzing and adjusting, believe it or not, is the most important factor in it because it gives you the small little course corrections that you need to make in your content. Oh, Oh, they responded really well here. Let's do more of that. Oh, they really dropped off here. Let's do less of that. And then as you create a new plan, then you're able to do it. And and another thing that uh, uh, entrepreneurs, I'm on a soapbox right now, but it's okay. Another thing that they do wrong is, oh, I have all these videos that I made in, in events and all this. I'm going to just upload them all to YouTube. Well, that yeah. doesn't work either. It's, it's horrible. It's like trying to say, hey, this is for you, but it's not even meant for YouTube. It's going to totally disconnect. I've never <laughs> seen that work ever in the history of all mankind. I've never seen it work. You know, it has to be very, very specifically for YouTube and the viewer because they expect to view things in a certain way. And there is a specific cadence. Now, there are strategies to use some older content. I can go through that. that take a lot of time. But ultimately, it's more, no, make fresh content for fresh
1: viewers and YouTube will do its thing. Dude, I, I like that. Thank you. I feel like you're talking to me like, Tristan, you, you sucked at that. Stop doing that over there. I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> Well, that,
0: that's, that's kind of the ripple effect that I have on there.
1: Terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Dude. It's terrible. Uh, you mentioned something in the book where you, you made, you, I've already quoted you on this, or at least the research that you brought up in the book. And I had always heard, hey, you know what? Uh, everyone's got a, a goldfish attention span right now. Yep. And you went ahead and said, wait a second. That's actually wrong if you think about it, because yep. if that was the case, then people wouldn't watch videos at all, these long videos. It, it just means that your video kind of sucks and the yeah. content sucks. So tell me about that because that was, to me, that was awesome.
0: Well, let's let's really define it. So I do believe in the sense of grabbing people's attentions, the attention span, you got to grab their attention. But humans, once they are curious, they're sucked into great storytelling. Um, I just listened to a three-hour podcast this morning. Three freaking hours. Wait, which one was this? It was a Joe Rogan one. Like, I I love Joe. Like, he's a great, great storyteller. I I, I think he's great at getting interesting people to have interesting conversations. But I listened to a three-hour podcast. Who has three hours? I guess I did, you know, because, you know, I I find value in it. Now, the the thing about that, and a lot of people, oh, that's just Joe Rogan. That's not me. Well, I can tell you that when people find value, they will designate the most valuable thing in their life, which is their time. Their time is the most valuable thing, and and when you actually bring value consistently for them, they're going to be forgiving to say, okay, this wasn't as good as the last one, but I, I can't wait for the next one, you know. And they're willing to forgive uh, worse content. But at the end of the day, you might say, well, what about TikTok? What about YouTube Shorts? It's just this new audience that's going into it. I'm here to tell you, um, this is really important. Gen Z is my jam. I know Gen Z like the back of my um, you know back of my my hand. This is the reality is they love quick entertainment like that for sure. But they'll sit down and watch a gamer play a game for three hours on YouTube. They just will. They just will. They will sit down and watch what they what they love. And they'll actually put in, in a lot more time. Uh, one of the biggest YouTubers on the planet, his name is Dream. He does like these hour to two hours, three hour live streams. And I'm telling you, people will go on and sit through one of his speed runs. That's the value proposition. So don't, don't discount, hey, do you know what? We have short attention spans. Yeah, we have short attention spans when we have sucky content. And you're like, well, no, Daryl, my content's the best, but it's it's in the video. They need to watch the video. Well, well, maybe you need to restructure your video because they, they're not going to sit through minute marker 15 to get that really amazing content. You need to be able to pull them into the content and and really weave it in a way. And that's what I teach my students. And it's it's a hard concept for a lot of creators and uh, entrepreneurs to make. But once they get it, man, that's when things happen uh, and they're able to get the views for themselves.
1: Dude, yeah, I, I've, I'll have i tell you, I've struggled with that over the past. And so um, that's why I loved your book so much. I was like, I'm doing it all wrong. Got it. Thank you. So digging deeper on this, why is it important for entrepreneurs to be on YouTube? Just for those that are listening in that are still kind of like in the middle, right? What would you say are the main reasons? So let me give you uh,
0: an example. Uh, My book's full of case studies. I'm I'm a firm believer in case studies. I think case studies give us a pattern of of success, and we can be inspired by that. Um, But I had uh, a, a guy reach out to me, wanted to be a part of my mentoring program, read the book and he has a used furniture store. So in fact, it, it's a yeah. warehouse, okay? And and Greg, Greg's like, hey, I do these product reviews of used furniture, I says, that's great. I go, what is your main goal? And, and it's not to be the biggest YouTuber of all time. He goes, I just wanna sell things. I wanna use YouTube to sell things. And okay. I says, well, watching your videos, you need a lot of help on, on that. And I think you do, you're very knowledgeable on chairs, but you're not very knowledgeable on translating um, to to the viewer of having them be interested in it, and I and I know that it might be the most boring thing ever, and that you might need to figure out unique ways to uh, really engage the people that want to know more about mm-hmm. used office furniture. And so, the crazy thing is, um, he's been going consistently on YouTube this year. He has done over ten million dollars in sales of used office furniture. And the only form of of any marketing that he does is uploading videos for free to YouTube. And in fact, YouTube paid him well over $100,000 this last quarter because he was uploading videos to (laughs) YouTube. So YouTube's paying him to upload videos, and then he's converting those those views into sales. Now, you might think, well, that's great, but he doesn't get more than 10,000 views per video, and he's still doing that. Now you might say, well, he's getting million meals of views. No, no, no. That's not where he's at. Now, here's the interesting thing, Tristan, is he's now getting it. He's a part of my uh kind of like my inner circle group. He's now yeah. getting it. He has videos now that are getting like he will release them and he can get hundreds of thousands of views in the, in a day. Dude. And he's he's now on figure to make more in a month than he's made more in a year. So like, like if that, if that works for a used office furniture, it works for, you know, someone that does lawn care. I, I have yeah. another guy named Ron, Ron, uh, Ron um, he's in, in part of the uh, the group that I mentor, and he just basically gives tips on how to improve your lawn. And he has <laughs> a store a store where they can buy product. Well, guess what? He's just killing it, he's crushing it. Now he's smart enough to actually do some remarketing um on, mm-hmm. on that traffic, not necessarily on the YouTube channel. He doesn't remotely and where he remarkets and they can go from there. Mm-hmm. But he, he he just with YouTube alone, he's getting 12x more sales than he's ever had before, just hey. from the organic. Plus, YouTube's paying him a lot of money to upload videos to YouTube. And so I, I just love The opportunity, I'm not a big fan of um, feed-driven videos. That would be like Facebook or Instagram or whatever. I love TikTok for another reason, but I think it's like feed-driven things uh, don't necessarily do what you want as an entrepreneur and then you have to pay to play. And so you're paying them hundreds of thousands of dollars to get your video seen um, when YouTube will do it for free. Well, not just for free, you can upload it for free, but they'll pay you for it as well.
1: Uh, you mentioned TikTok. What do you what do you think about TikTok? So um, a couple of years
0: ago, about five years ago, um, TikTok actually hired my, my company to go do a, a contract. I can't go into uh, details because I signed an NDA, but I went back to Singapore, met them, and we went in depth on the content. Now, I'm a firm believer in video marketing. I love video marketing. I know I'm the YouTube guy, but I, I'm just a video marketing nut. Um, so video on all platforms, like I've I've generated 44 billion video views outside of YouTube and 87 billion on YouTube. So I mean I, I get the 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 content, a little known yeah. fact that people don't know, but everything that happens in China specifically tends to translate over in video marketing over uh video marketing and social over um in the in the next four or five years. And so we're like we're four or five years behind China, what's happening? Um no way it is crazy it's crazy um so i'd go over there and they have all these different platforms out there um Byte dance is is one of the platforms that have one of the biggest in china and uh, they just bought musically and um so anyway i went in and looked at what they had going on and i was blown away by their algorithm and how smart the ai is and it's actually pretty scary when you think about it um can't go into detail on that but it can profile you like that it's just like you you might you might be on there 45 seconds to a minute but they'll profile you pretty dang fast and the next time you come and open the app they got you knocked down and how it works is they do what they call the rabbit hole approach and YouTube used to do this uh, specifically in the early days and so um, I'm seeing a lot of patterns but you'll get a, a video that you respond really well for and you'll get similar types of videos for about two minutes and then they'll they move on. It'll completely lose what that what that is. So like for me, um, I was watching this this golfing video and I was just getting golfing videos quite a bit, right? And then it stopped and then it pivoted out. And then it was like Jake Paul versus, you know, Andrew Tate in boxing. And then I got that for a couple of minutes. <laughs> and it was just, it, it was this this engagement that they know me about the time that I get sick of it based on my swiping, they just move it. They just completely just push it out and don't even hit it for a while. Might even hit it for a couple of days. But ultimately, they have a really good algorithm. So for me, um, I'm a connoisseur of, of good video content. I always have been. Um, that mm-hmm. that spot, and, and it's harder to get uh, people's attentions on short form, but that spot is as you're going to see the next craft of, of um, creators that really understand how to really pull someone into content. And I think we're wow. witnessing that right now. Um, and so... Seeing that five years ago and the transition, I I, I said uh, for the last four years that TikTok would be the biggest app ever. Uh, it's, yeah, now there. <laughs> and it's, wow. it's crazy on the watch time they're getting on, on YouTube. Now, YouTube's responding um, and they have YouTube shorts, similar type of mm-hmm. fill. But the great thing about YouTube is they're sharing revenue, which TikTok only has a creator fund. Uh, now, this is a, a pretty big and um, you know there's people already making you know, millions of dollars using shorts. So, and and I love YouTube specifically um, uh, just because of how they really care about the creator community. And I think TikTok's a little behind on their content ID, Um, you know, using other people's content, uh, you know, they're making, uh, and then also their monetization program.
1: Yeah. I agree with you on the monetization one too. That's that's so true. What do you think we should be paying attention to when it comes to what's next with short video or just video in general on social media?
0: Yeah, I, I think you should just do video because video is not going anywhere. Um that's I can it. tell you I can tell you uh the thing that I believe, um, and I believe this so so intense, um, which is if you build an audience on YouTube, that audience will care. No love and trust you. If you build an audience on TikTok, they don't know, love and trust you. They don't. It's just that quick, really endorphin kick that they're getting, but they don't really care. They don't. They don't care for you as a creator. That's why there's so many people going from TikTok to YouTube. But YouTube's more about connection and community and that community connection. And I'm a big believer in live streams. You have no idea. Like I've... I, um, I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with live streams and I have since day one. And YouTube, um, it, it's a great opportunity to um, uh, you know connect with your community while also selling to your community. Um, and uh, just to let you guys know, um, like I, a firm believer in this, I actually held the live streaming record for the most concurrent. It was like well over, it was like 2.1 million uh, uh, viewers on a live stream. And um, until the guy jumped out of uh, the Red Bull um, stratosphere. And then, you know, I've, I, I can get about a million concurrent uh, on some projects and stuff like that. And um, the craziest thing is it's it's a proven system when you actually have people that want to connect with you deeper to connect with them deeper. And then when you have an offer, it's 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 a slam dunk. And for me, I actually have a project that is my passion project. It's a TV show that we now just started the third season, it was all done through live streaming and connecting with the content and building a a YouTube audience. And um, we were able to not only break the all-time crowdfunding record in film and television, but we were number one at the box office last year for a Christmas show um, that we just pushed from a live stream. Um, We also are number two at the box office uh, of season three. We just, let's just put, you know, the first two episodes out in the movie theaters hey, guess what? We're number two in the box office right now. It's playing right now. Um, and it was all done. What is from that? Live it's co- called The Chosen. Called The Chosen. The
1: Chosen. Got yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I've heard. It. Oh, nice, man. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's that that gold play button right there. But um, but anyway, um, so, you know, we're, we're moving the needle. But the interesting thing about it is live streaming is a way to connect. And I've had, um, like, I own a business where, Uh, The content creator uh, does outdoor recoveries and does, um, you know, um, uh, tow truck uh, business stuff like stuff like that. But we actually have a company that owns the channel. And then also, uh, you know, we have our own products and such.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And in one day, one day, uh, we just did a push. We did 862,000 dollars. Um, with a channel that's small uh smaller, you know, it's like 1.2 million uh, subscribers and then you take it on the flip side where we didn't uh you know Mr Beast push on a live stream and we were well above nine figures. And so like when you when you do stuff like that, it, it's like it's it's almost printing your own money um and 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 then too what I love about it more than anything else is, you know, it's giving them what they want. They want to go deeper with you. So they're able to do it on live stream. They want to support you. So that's why they do, uh, uh, you know, super chats and donations. And then also guess what? They're buying your merch or products or whatever it is. And it's a proven system. And so for me, I love it because you can leverage it. And then when, when people get it in, in, in um, you know, the mail or whatever, they're able to connect with you physically too. Uh everything else is virtually, but now it's physically because they're they're proud of the product that they just bought because they they they're inclusive. You know, it's more, you know, a part of something bigger than just themselves or just a YouTube video.
1: Dude, that's that's a lot, man. It just shows that you've you've mastered this craft. And you you're telling a story about the chosen, but you also mentioned in the book. Uh, that whole story behind the commercial with the unicorn can you tell me about that because i thought that was funny <laughs> and great at the same yeah, time yeah
0: no um so the the story is i uh, worked with um a brilliant guy named Jeffrey Harmon he was one of the founders of the Harmon brothers and they they had this new um they're just starting the agency and they're like hey we got a guy that wants to do an ad and they're down by you do you want to help out cuz you know YouTube and video marketing really well. And I'm yeah, I'm all in. And, um and so it, they were on Shark Tank. They had a product that they got Lori Gunner, uh backed and um you know, they, they hit a plateau. They hit a plateau about 2 million cells a month or I'm sorry, a year. And they just couldn't get over it. They're in, you know, um, bed, bath and beyond and Lori used her stuff, but they were just kind of tapped out. And and plateaued. So they wanted to do something a little bit more disruptive. They wanted to get out of their core uh, audience, which was uh, you know fifty five plus that's health conscious, um, kind of like the people that would be into you know yoga and running and exercising. You know that health conscious group that might even be vegetarians or whatever. Um, And they wanted to to broaden it, and they wanted to hit millennials, and so. Um, They came to, to Jeffrey Harmon, who had an idea about, um, you know, doing a very disruptive ad. And then Mm. um, I was brought on to, uh, you know, be the executive producer of that. And it was a small little ad about a a unicorn that was pooping sherbet ice cream using the squatty potty. (laughs) So that's kind of how that all started. And uh, we did, um, we launched that and, It just took off organically. We didn't do a lot of paid ad spend that first week. It just took off on Reddit, took off on Facebook, took off on YouTube. And um, that year, just by putting that video ad out, we did $45 million in attributable sales um, from that video campaign. So I think they got ROI because it was like he was worried about it. (laughs) Bobby was really worried about the CEO of of Squatty Potty because it was like half a million dollars. He's like, dude. I, I don't know about, you know, spend a half a million with you. And I'm like, well, listen, I go, you're going to get ROI back so fast. They'll crap your pants. <laughs> <laughs> that's and so good. He's like, ah, yeah, I heard it all before. 48 hours. He had ROI. 48 wow. hours. oh. Now that, that, that's dude, pretty amazing. So Dude,
1: I, I know people are thinking, how do I jump in with you some way to, to learn more? you, you created a channel for us channel jumpstart.com forward slash success That's right correct. so yep quick this guys this isn't a commercial i'm just i'm so impressed by what daryl has done and his book's amazing pick it up but daryl if people jump into that what would they expect
0: well let me tell you the why um i i think why is really important that you can get what to expect but i have worked with the biggest brands and youtube creators on the planet i worked with red bull I worked with Nintendo, with Adobe, Uh, Google's actually a current client of mine and YouTube's still a current client of mine. I just kept that. And then I worked with the biggest YouTube uh, YouTubers on the planet. If you look up the biggest YouTuber, Mr. Beast, he wrote the forward to the book, but I've been mentoring him for five plus years. And um, the reality is this is I wanted to go away from the one-on-one to go one-on-many. And um, it's more about impact for me. Um, You know, if I wanted to make money, I would just probably work for Mr. Beast. He'd be definitely pay me a lot of money. But I, I think that the, the, the thing for me is I, I'm more about impact. And I realized that um, I needed to, to do something and I wanted to write the book. And believe it or not, um, the book actually has case studies from my students that went through these 12 weeks. And I wanted to prove that I could take what I teach brands and creators and, and I help them set it up, but I wanted to be able to teach it. And so that's where I set up the 12-week program. And for me, the biggest thing is I want people that brings bring value into the world instead of take the world down. I want to bring positivity into the world and light into the world and not just make it darker. And so, you know, for me, it's more about mentoring. And so I do that every week where I'm able to mentor people and help them learn the system. Uh, but also think differently. I, I'm a, I, I think differently. I'm wired differently. And I want to kind of break them out of the box of what they think success looks like. Um, and one of the big things that I do in the mentoring program, believe it or not, is uh, goal setting. I'm, I'm obsessed with goals, like more than you can ever imagine. And I I want to achieve oh, things. And so that's, that's module one, where we deep dive into go- my goal setting, and how to create an action plan that will li- literally lead to your goal. And um, I've been doing that for my whole life. And um, it's led to happiness in my relationships, spirituality, uh, physical, and also monetary. It's like it works, but it really works really well on YouTube, Um, you know, just because it has all the mechanisms to um, help you achieve what you want to achieve. And for me, um, this mentoring that I do. Um, is more to help you get to your finish line. And we clearly identify your finish line, but then two, give you the steps to, to use YouTube as a tool to get you to your finish line. And uh, that's really big for me. And so that's why I created it because now I can impact more people because I only have a finite amount of time. And now I yeah. can do it in a, in a way to impact more people. And so my biggest joy, believe it or not, is when I see my students crushing it, um, I just had a I just had a, a an email um and a text message just right before this call. And it's from one of my students um who was ready to quit YouTube two years ago. They came in, uh, did a consultation with me and came into my mentoring program. And they they just did more money this week than they did in the last 10 years of their career. And Dude. just in a week. And and they're on pace right now um uh to do well over i mean it just blows my mind eight eight figures uh this year um and what's great is youtube's paying them for that uh brand opportunities they, they i mean they're getting right now four hundred thousand dollars for a 15 second spot in their videos that's how v- valuable it is wait how much are they getting almost a half a million dollars for a 15 second spot damn bro and i'm telling you man it, it just it's really good Ooh. for me I I just love it because they found what they love to do and they're meeting their goals, you know, and so they just accomplished a goal that they wanted to do. And they just let me know about it. And that, that as a mentor, um, I love that. I love hearing them crush it, you know, in, in that, in
1: that realm. That's amazing, man. It just makes me think like all the other opportunities that on our side that we have, but we haven't really tapped into. So I'm probably going to have to jump into this with you that's why because, it's called jumpstart dude then you got to jump right in <laughs> I, I need this i was just brought into the success team yeah. to help them and and the very first thing i noticed was that they've got a channel of 115,000 people but they only have like 100 views per video and i'm like i think we're going to start here so this is a perfect interview Daryl. so you thank go. you so that's where i'm going to go with this um you mentioned in the book uh some some pieces of tech that help out uh when when you're diving deeper into YouTube. Things like TubeBuddy. Yep. Can you go through any of those that you think are valuable for people listening in?
0: So the most valuable thing that you could ever have is Creator Studio. That's um with every YouTube account that you get that, YouTube's really good at giving the creator data of how videos work. Um, I can tell you that I'm obsessed with it and they've they've come a long way. And they have actually the best creator platform. Uh, out there because they're their oldest in, in a sense of, you know, working with creators. And so that's by far the best tool that you'll ever need. Do you need other things? I, I don't think you really do, but I do believe in being efficient. And so uh, TubeBuddy is, uh, saves me about 100 hours a month just because they do things very efficiently. Um, And and it's something that YouTube doesn't do. And so I'd have to do it anyway. Uh, I manage a lot of channels and I have to do it anyway. And so it's it's helping me uh, do things a little bit more succinct um, and also in, in a specific order. And then they also do a great thing where uh, you're able to do some split testing after the fact and really start see and value, is it is it working or not? And so uh, TubeBuddy by far is uh, my favorite tool when it comes to optimizing. Um, and then I also love VidIQ. IQ, um, you know, uh, VidIQ IQ is a great, uh, great tool of understanding a little bit more of the data, the, the the data itself, also the relationship of that data with other creators. And you can go a little bit more in depth and t- TubeBuddy has that as well. But I, I kind of use the three tools, but I'd say 90 percent of my time is t- in YouTube studio. So it's free, you know, right there.
1: All right. And what are you looking for when you go to the back end of, of YouTube? Of uh, Creator Studio in yeah the book you mentioned like all of these m- things that you're looking for like view time yeah pictures. yeah so, what, what, are, so what are the important I'm gonna things? give
0: you the simple answer because that's like literally three weeks of training <laughs> to give you all the depth of it <laughs> you're know, to to you know, trying to jump ahead Justin but anyway um it's simple I I want to see how viewers respond to the the video content where they're actually coming from who they are and and how it how they responded to that specific content so it's those three things that i that i care about and then two did i convert that viewer into an active viewer getting them to watch more than one video and so that's basically all i'm looking at and sometimes uh i've had students got get they got really um overwhelmed with analytics one of my favorite stories is this grandma that is just joined channel jumpstart. She says, I don't understand. You know, I can upload a video. I can do all this stuff, but when it comes to analytics, I just, it glosses over and, yeah. you know, to see a grandma making well over seven figures on YouTube and then two <laughs> becoming, becoming a data nut, you know, someone that is looking cute. into the data and and making content from there, man, that makes me good. I mean, I, I, I just, I just feel so good inside because you know, here's someone that was technically challenged to understand what to look for yeah. and not to overcomplicate it. And that's what I try to do with Channel Jumpsters, not try to
1: overcomplicate anything. All right. That makes sense, man. You you seem to be giving back a lot. So that's super cool to see. How do you find the the harmony or balance to to find the time to do that and, and still have time for yourself and your family? How How does that work into this?
0: Yeah. So for me, uh the the most important thing in life is my relationship with God. And then a s- close second would be my relationship with my family. And and that's that's w- what I hold the highest regard. Now that being that being said, I I'm like anyone that says they're in perfect harmony or balance is lying. Um I I don't believe that they are. Um they might feel that they are, but I think to be in perfect balance. Is um, an anomaly. <laughs> I, I just don't. I don't see a lot of people pulling it off. They're always trying to be imbalanced, and they're trying to go from there. Um, I'm a big believer in time blocking. Um, when I go home, I take this phone right here, and I set it in the the, the phone area, and I don't look at it until uh, the next morning. Um, it drives my partner's bananas because when I'm I'm off the grid. I mean, they can't get a hold of me. They literally have to call someone to go over and knock on my door because it's old school. But I do that because of I, when I go home, I want to be dad. I don't want to be, you know, Daryl Eve's whatever. Um, I own nine businesses. So it's like there's a lot that's going on in my life. Um, and a lot of people looking for attention and time. And I time block it. And so that's the biggest thing. And then two. I have very, very specific um, time blocking techniques. And so in the morning, uh, like um, you, you actually caught me at the tail end of my morning where, you know, I I make that the most private time of getting stuff done in all the area, uh, all the aspects of it. And believe it or not, this is one area where I leave open for interviews like this um, and, and we schedule it in, you know, and so uh, for me, I time block that. I can usually get more done um, in that time that most people can get in in a couple of days. And it's not me being arrogant. It's just I'm very efficient with exactly what I'm doing. And I won't get distracted on email. I won't get distracted on text. I get very specific on my list and the list I created the night before. So I go through everything I want to accomplish the next day, set it as a goal, and I can try to get it done by uh, noon. Uh, and then after that, I can do meetings galore. You know, I don't care. I can meet and handle all the other stuff, but I, I get really efficient at getting things done um, and that led to um really blocking out time with the family. And so anytime I do um a business trip, I'm always taking family members with me, you know, uh, where appropriate. but we try to extend it and do more family time. And then two, um every July, I, I try to take off at least three weeks to a month. um and okay. and it it hasn't been um the last couple of years of doing the chosen. It really hasn't um I haven't been able to do it as much as I wanted to but i usually do family reunions and uh and then that's where i actually do my goal setting tristan i actually um start setting my goals um you know really what do i want to achieve in 3 years and i i always look at 3 years out 3 years out is what i care about and i really f- start focusing in on it making sure that god's good with my goals good make sure my wife's good with my goals you know we kind of strategize on that and then mm-hmm. for the next uh for the next few months i start putting a plan together and refining the goals. Now the goals weren't necessarily solidified. I think it was good enough to move to the next step of putting an action plan together. And so by t- the time January 1st uh, comes up, which is in a couple of weeks, right? Um, guess what happens? Uh, those three-year goals become activated. And then my previous three-year goals becomes my two-year goal. My two-year goals become my one-year goal. My one-year goal becomes my six-month goal. My six-month goal is actually my action plan of what I'm doing for the next six months. And I, mm. I, I can tell you, I, I'm very, very uh, mindful of where I would like to be in three years, and I don't deviate too much. In fact, uh, you know, holding the YouTube formula was a three-year goal. I was sitting on a beach in uh, Hawaii saying, okay, January 1st is coming up. I got to write a book this year because I have one year to get it out because uh, I wanted to do that for three years, and I was trying to get it all formulated. I already had the students in, in, in mind that I wanted to be in the case study. And I was sitting on a beach in Hawaii with my family because uh, we take some time off at the beginning of the year too, the end of the year and beginning of the year in July, and and I see this text which I don't look at text very much on vacation, and it was from the publisher and the publisher says, hey, have you ever thought about writing a book? I'm like, well. so he says, yeah, you want to talk about it? So I call back and I'm 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 dead serious. This is the craziest story <laughs> ever. But I, I'm like sitting on the beach next to my wife and I says, honey. I said, a publisher reached out, do you mind if I do some business about the book? Cause that was, I need to do that in three years. I, absolutely. You know, cause we're enjoying the sun and the kids and the, at the beach. So I get it on there. Like, Hey, have you ever thought about, um, you know, writing a book? I says, yeah, I actually have an outline for, it. I'm actually starting next week. I he says, well, don't, don't, don't do your, uh, don't start next week. Let's get it approved. And I says, "Well, I, I'm in Hawaii. I, you know, I don't, I don't have time to go meet with a committee or whatever." And they're like, "Oh, we'll just do a, a quick meeting. Just send over your your outline, and I'll I'll run it up the the um, the poll." And I'm like, "Okay, this is December, right before the holidays. I, I'm not going to hear, you know, until the next next year." Anyway, the next day I got an approval, and um, <laughs> from Wiley, they said it was like the fastest they've ever approved anything. And, um, and they've been great. Um, you know, it, it was good to come on. They helped, helped help us, um, you know, stay focused and, and meet our goal uh, which we were able to get the the book done in July. And um, so we got it in done in six months and then we launched it, um, you know, um, by the end of the year. And um, it was great. And we, I think we sold um, the most, there's only one other book that sold more than us and we just, we're now in other languages. We just opened up in Portuguese and, um, there it's in Thai, Thai Thailand, and um kicking Spanish and German and Russian. And you know, it's starting to go out a lot bigger, which we're really excited about,
1: yeah. i don't I don't see why this doesn't become their best sold book ever, man. seriously. I read a lot like you. and yeah. this was I don't read books twice usually, so thank you
0: well, that that's a compliment for me, but i I just know i I needed to um really give the information that matters. and um, I, I don't know if you've caught this, but I, I believe in storytelling. And if you don't tell the proper story, you'll never understand the point. And I think, you know, as as we are teaching or inspiring our our, our um, company or, or, or our people or even the viewer, it's all about storytelling. Storytelling is the best way to have people learn specific principles. And then as you apply the principles, then the story becomes
1: more um, more ingrained. That's true. You you're a great storyteller. Can we talk about the story arc really quick? Yeah, because for that her. one, that one I had to make into a little three by five. I was like, <laughs> oh, dude, I, I I suck at this. I suck at this. Yeah. Tell me about yeah. the story arc.
0: So, like humans, um, you know, whether it's around a campfire, you know, listening to the hunters or gatherers tell their story of the day, um, it's all about grabbing attention, and so. Good storytelling is done in a rhythm and it it starts out with the hook. The hook is the biggest thing that you can do. This is something that uh, people need once they click on something and the hook starts with the title and thumbnail, and then also the first few few uh, seconds of the video, but you need to set the stage of what the video is about. You need to establish what's going on. You need to pull people into your content. Um, And then, and then two, there needs to be payoff um, of making sure that they're in the right video. So if like you have a video that's like how to make a a million dollars in 10 months or whatever, I really don't care what the video title is. If you don't, if you don't really bring it in. So in this video, I'm going to show you exactly what we did step-by-step of how we made a million dollars in 10 months, starting from zero. Um, You know, and you do that at the beginning. I, you just hooked me. Right. And then it's like setting up the story of like, Hey, we actually came into starting our own business and um we had all this stuff that's happening from us you know, so that we couldn't get the capital increase um you know from a bank no bank would loan us money nobody would invest in it but we had this vision and and what we did in 10 months is more than a miracle but not, this is something i want to share with you and so you get very granular of setting up the story and then you start telling the story and then you have re-engagement points. There would be re-engagements of where you didn't think you were going to make it, or the journey wasn't going as well as you thought, or something unexpected happened that you didn't know, um, and you're setting up that uh, you know, re-engagement where they're really pulled into the story. And then the, the, the biggest thing is the climax of the story. Like, how did you get to X, Y, or Z? How did they get to a million dollars in 10 months? And what was the biggest thing that they learned from it? Now that's where 99.9% of people view getting to that finish line. I am not a believer of that. Um I believe that there's another little thing we call it the gush. I learned it from one of my uh um clients and it's that last little moment. Uh so let me just give you a perfect example. If you go to a Marvel movie and a Marvel movie is done, opening or the closing credits come up. Uh all Marvel fans sit in their seats. Why? Why is that? And it's that same little (laughs) element. There's that little Easter egg right at the very end. Uh, I call it the gush. Um, But it's like that last little thing that gets you so excited or uh, so entertainers that, you know, you're you're laughing the hardest. Um, And it's that one little juxtaposition or one little thing that just kind of sets the stage at that. And so for me, um, you know, ending the video it needs to be done the right way. And so, yeah, you can have your climax, but at the very end, so what's that one little golden nugget or Easter egg or something that the viewer would really, really love? Because that right there, whatever they fill at the end of your video content is how they're going to take action. Now, I'm going to reiterate that one other, one other time, okay? However they fill at the end of the video is how they'll take action. Let me give you an example. You've heard people go to movies and said, that was the worst movie I've ever went to in my whole life. Don't go to it, okay? Or they might say, you know what? The the movie started out rough, but at the very end, you have to get it to the very end. The very end is just like the best. And if you can actually give your best content at the end, that you're just giving the most value or the biggest laugh or whatever at the very end, people are more apt to watch another video, share it with somebody else because, you know, you're 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 overcoming um a, a, an issue which is they get bored and they want to move on. But if you can get them excited yeah. about doing something inspired, educated, entertained right at the very, very end, yeah, they're no. more apt to watch another video to go buy a product or go do whatever. I mean, I'm telling you, that's just the the gold. And so that last little thing is what I call the gush. That's where we focus a lot of attention and time on, of how to get that last laugh or that last value.
1: The gush, you should call it shawarma.
0: <laughs> shawarma, I love it. That's actually quite appropriate, brother. <laughs>
1: Dude, I, I love that, man, because you just brought up Marvel. All right. Yep. Daryl, where do people go out and reach you or get more of you besides yeah. YouTube? You're all over on YouTube. Where would they go?
0: Yeah. Like anywhere social, just spell my name, just D E R R A L E V E S. Um, and I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on, you know, all, all across the board. And you can even go to darylleves.com. Um, if you want to learn more about what I'm doing and then too, I have some consultation there as well. Uh, But if you're really serious about uh, moving the needle, um, I'm looking for people that uh, are actually go-getters. And I'm an entrepreneur more. I am a YouTuber. Um, And for me, I love helping people build things. I get a lot of satisfaction. That's why I did that 12-week. You get all that information at channeljumpstart.com forward slash success.
1: Well, I'm joining. uh, So give me a minute after we're done. I want to talk to you about that. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. This is uh, an amazing one. It's a special treat for me because I keep on pushing this book. So now you know why. Thanks, Daryl.
0: Thank you. Those are all the brilliant thoughts that we have for you today. If you like what you're hearing, drop us a review or just tell your friends. This has been a success podcast. Head to success.com slash podcast to hear more just like it.